Hi, I'm Steve Sipes, and I have the privilege to serve as the youth pastor here at Church of the Palms. We hope you are as delighted as we are to have our middle school and high school students leading us in worship today. One of the great things about youth ministry is engaging with young people in their teen years as they learn about God, His love for them, and His work in them during this transitional time in their lives. You'll hear from several of them today as they share of their experiences on our summer trips. We ask that you listen, as we do, with unconditional love and grace, knowing that what they share is a part of their own journey. We thank you for supporting and praying for them as they continue in their walk with Jesus, becoming more like him as they grow into adults. Dr. McConnell, Lori Haas, and I have read the transcripts of what they're going to share with you today. And we believe that each one of us has our own story. And by God's grace, we are called to listen and love. I personally want to say that I spent a lot of time with these kids this summer. Bus rides, late nights, no sleeping, etc. But it was truly an honor and a blessing in my life. So I want to say thank you to the youth. Morning. My name is Matthew Saban. I'm in the ninth grade at Sarasota High School. Last summer, I served the church by participating in the middle school adventure camp. This was an eye-opening experience in many ways, but it was also a lot of fun. Throughout the week, we helped others in our community and at the Mission Peniel building in Immokalee. Every day, we started by restocking our very own Church of the Palms food bank. It was a great way to start the morning but hopefully there are not many errors with what we put in the bags. (laughs) On Monday, we walked the surrounding neighborhood, inviting kids here to our very own Church of the Palms Palm Center for an afternoon of open gym. The kids who came had a great time playing ping pong, basketball, and soccer. Tuesday, we helped a gentleman whose wife recently passed clean the inside of his house and did some yard work, such as trimming bushes and cleaning out gutters. Wednesday, we raked leaves and pulled weeds, pulled weeds from a couple's yards. Sorry. Thursday, in my opinion, was the best day. We went to a house belonging to a lady whom I saw recently joined here. We helped her with tree trimming and weed pulling, not to mention the gutters. Mr. John, over here. John Sago and I stood on a ladder for three straight hours in 92 degrees and 99% humidity and cleaned gutters which had ferns growing in them. Somehow, and in some way, enough dirt to fill the gutter had gotten in there, and the ferns had grown roots in the gutters. It was a pain to get it all out, more so to John than to me, because I ended up dropping half of it on him, because he was on a lower rung. Thankfully, the homeowner did have a hose, so we could rinse ourselves off after this. Finally, Friday, our task was to help a gentleman change two doors and to install a doggy door on one of them not to mention that he entrusted us to cut the hole in the door. Lucky for us, John had a circular saw in his car, which saved us from cutting the hole freehand. While our group was working on the door, another delegation of us helped out another house with packing boxes for, with household items for a lady who was moving. After lunch, we made the two-hour drive to Immokalee, which is southeast of Fort Myers. 
There, some of us served hot meals to the migrant farm workers and their families, while others distributed donated clothing to the kids. There are two different language barriers here, Spanish and Creole. Thankfully, we had parents, students, and staff who were to communicate in both. The kids whom we helped there are the same kids who will be receiving the shoes from the shoe drive Church of the Palms is conducting right now. I highly encourage anyone and everyone to do whatever you can to help those kids. If the church decides to host this camp again, I would highly recommend it to all middle school age students. This is such a great experience for the students to have, and as a bonus for them, we went somewhere fun in the afternoon, such as Sky Zone or Mini Golf. As a final reward on Friday, Steve took us to get Frosties from Wendy's for a hard week of work. Overall, this camp was a great way to serve our church and the community, and it was also a lot of fun. Hi, I'm Ray Snipper, and I'm so excited to talk to y'all about the middle school mission trip to Lakeland. The mission trip was super cool and extremely life-changing. I grew so close to God and learned so much. I had to beg my parents to let me go because I have a broken collarbone. They're very unsure to let me go, and right after they told me I could go, I automatically went into my room to pray. My thoughts were, was this the right decision? What if I hurt myself even more? And this is going to cause my parents too much stress. Maybe I shouldn't go. But I had to give my trust in God that everything will be okay. And it turned out to be amazing. One of my favorite memories during worship, my friends and I were completely into the song. I was thinking about everything going on with my collarbone and stressful stuff with my friends, that during the song, I raised my hand and I completely lost it. I was crying because I felt so connected with God. I just can't explain it, but I knew God was there. Another one of my favorite memories was when we were all in a circle praying in the rain. Then Mr. Steve, our youth leader, said, now we are going to pray for Reese's healing. While praying with everyone, we were holding hands, and I started to cry the happiest of happy tears. And I'm super happy to say that all the prayers worked. My collarbone healed. I just can't explain. Um, Again, I knew God was there listening. For the mission part of the mission trip, we went to church and played soccer, basketball, and danced with all the kids. One of my favorite memories I had with the kids was with two sisters, both too shy to go on stage and dance. But after I talked with them for a little while, they finally agreed to go on stage and dance with me. After dancing for a little bit, they were so comfortable that they danced the rest of the time going there. I felt like I made the kids happy and God happy. I definitely could feel God's presence. My two amazing friends were sitting next to me during one of the lessons at church. One of them moved away recently, so the three of us hugged and cried together. At that moment, I felt another hug surrounding us. It was God's goodness and grace surrounding us, and at that moment, I felt like everything was going to be okay. The mission trip changed my life by showing me that everyone is fighting their own battles, and important to remember that God is always with you if you open your heart to him. I completely recommend going on a mission trip to any kids in middle school, because trust me, you come back a better person with a stronger relationship with God. This trip won't be forgotten. Good morning. My name is Lizzie, and I am a 10th grader at Sarasota High School. 
I went to Greece this past summer with my amazing choir, Sarasota Young Voices. We sang all over the country from the airport to an old mosque. <laughs> I even had one of the best experiences of my life. Wherever we were, we just had a great time with the people I love. One of the days we were there, we volunteered and helped out at a local orphanage. We sang, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, in English and in Greek. And it was super cool to see the kids having fun. Also, it was, a really, it was really an eye-opener of how God works through all of us, and that language isn't a barrier. And although I don't speak Greek, the kids were having so much fun with the music, and that made me so happy. God was there during all the emotions of this trip, when I was sad because I was missing my family, or was mad at my roommate for snoring too loud. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> God works through all of us, and it was an experience I will never forget. One thing that makes our choir different from others is the connection we have each, with each other. I had to let go of some of my favorite people and who basically taught me how to sing and read choral music. They were so supportive and it makes me sad I won't see them every week this year. But other choirs don't have this bond like we do and we will cherish these friendships forever. This trip was amazing and I thank anybody who has come to an SYV concert or supported us in any way. Thank you for your kind words and contributions to the choir and it is greatly a great greatly appreciated, and I personally thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Jack Kirsch, and I'm a graduated senior going into my freshman year at the University of Florida this Wednesday. This year, for the fifth and final time, I attended the Montreat Youth Conference. The past four times I've been to Montreat, I've always connected to God more through the nature and the other members of Church of the Palms rather than through the worship. But this year, the sermons were meaningful, powerful, and resonated with me on every level. Our theme for the week was Lift Every Voice, something often forgotten these days. Throughout the week, we explored different kinds of voices. God's voice, our voice, silenced voices, united voices, and difficult voices. It was incredible to hear the stories of those long silenced and to see empowerment to every one of Christ's children throughout the week. Spending every second with my Church of the Palms family for one of the last times only made it more meaningful. Still, lifting my voice has always been something I've struggled with. I sincerely connected with God for the first time at Urban Serve, a mission trip we went on to Atlanta, Georgia this summer before my junior year of high school. This is also around the time that I began to tell people that I was gay. This was something I struggled with for years, but with everything in the media, and the unfortunate constant pushback from people around the church in America. I felt weird, abnormal, and sinful. The one place I felt the safest was here, in that little youth room where I could speak on my burden, my struggles, my doubts, my fears, and my truth. I knew everyone here loved me and supported me. I felt accepted. It's encouraged me to live my truth every day, no matter what people think. About a year and a half ago, after being exposed only to my loving and supportive church environment, I became aware that not everyone was on the same page when it came to homosexuality in the church. I stopped attending church, wasn't praying, and didn't ever see myself having a strong relationship with God again. I remember countless nights looking in the mirror asking myself, how could my God, who created everyone in his perfect image, reject me because I'm living my life exactly how I was created? I went to Urban Serve in Montreat the following year reluctantly and didn't connect with God the way that I did the year prior. It wasn't until after I returned home that I dedicated myself to finding my way back to him. There were so many nights of prayer, so many tears, so much Bible study, and so many conversations with my faith role models. I was starting to connect with God again at the beginning of my senior year, but wasn't devoting as much time as I should have to building my relationship with him. 
College applications, enormous amounts of stress, and overall lack of time prevented me from going to church as often as I should, praying frequently, and worshiping the way I used to. It wasn't until this year at Montreat where I found everything I was looking for, a theme that revolved around lifting up voices of those who couldn't do it themselves or voices of those who weren't listened to, a church family that had been my everything and more to me over the past five years and a beautiful mountaintop setting to worship God's glory in. The love of Christ came flooding back to me. I spent the week rediscovering my devotion to God, attending beautiful worship twice a day, meeting tons of new people, sitting on rooftops with my best friends, and having the best conversations I've had in a long time with people I will consider family for the rest of my life. My favorite Bible verse of all time, something I've read to myself every day for the past two years, and something brought up a few times at Montreat, is John 15:12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Never again will I forget that God is love. So to sum all of this up, thank you to Church of the Palms for giving me a place to build my faith and speak my truth, to all of you for continuously supporting these trips that have altered my life in the most incredible way, to my youth group and the best friends I could ask for in the entire world, for loving and accepting me, for carrying my burden and picking me up when I fall down, and for being my support during some of my darkest days. I love you all so much more than words can express, and I will be forever indebted to you. But most of all, thank you to God for making me the way I am, for loving me and accepting me and guiding me through this beautiful life I live, for leading me to Church of the Palms and letting me relish in your glory every day of my life. This church has changed my life, and for now I have to say goodbye, which breaks my heart more than anything else. But I'll be back, and I can and I can thank you all enough for making me the person I am today, the person I meant to be, and loving me every second. Thank you for everything. Good morning, congregation number one. My name is Rachel Mallett, and with three days left here in Sarasota before I leave for school in Massachusetts, I'm looking back at 18 years, 16 of which have been spent calling Church of the Palms my home. The setting of countless lock-ins, Sunday mornings, youth groups, and the home base of maybe 20 church trips, mission trips, and retreats. Memory upon memory is packed into this building, and the students and leaders I've spent time with form my worldview and character in a way I hope can reflect the love this church projects. Most students don't get this. They don't find it. The community found here, flaws and all, is a deep-rooted support system that many can name as the core of their identity. It's not a security blanket, sheltering teens from rebellion, it is a network of vulnerability, honestly providing answers to a world that so easily leads students down an aimless path. In this youth group, we seek purpose, authenticity, selflessness, and global human connection, not one to lack energy, emotion, or passion. This is my hardest goodbye. These summers together mend the anxieties and doubts built up during the year and reveal the greater joys God offers us. That is an essential part of how this community grows together, collectively interacting whether, with others, whether it be in the sphere of service or fellowship. We've worshipped, played, ate, and laughed with groups in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Nicaragua, and Honduras. After years of planning, we were able to take our first youth trip to Honduras in June, 
As skepticism of Christian presence in less economically developed countries grows, I feel more inclined to really understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and what God's intentions are. I questioned whether our actions can be explained to the skeptics in my life without criticism. With this new perception of mission trips to a country I had never been to before, I was prepared for some unexpected answers and epiphanies that would soften the hardened lens I had developed, as well as a renewed sense of optimism, all of which were provided to me. We spent a majority of our work days at an elementary school in El Progreso, singing, dancing, playing, and sweating together in an attempt to conceal our poor grasp of the Spanish language. We spent time with a traditional Honduran family of 35 children, and by traditional, I mean a couple was called to adopt 35 children and raise them in a stable home environment. Their intent was to encourage future leaders of Honduras. The basis of our presence in this country was human connection, the act of being mentally invested and present in the deeper joys. We weren't creating a dependency or showing off or influencing culture in the ways some would scold us for in the ways I was worried about. We were there to learn and to love. In witnessing Hunter in life, I was reminded of pure humanity that revealed my own value and the value of others, the large tapestry that I don't need to control and can contribute to with my single thread. As a chronic overthinker and with high school graduation behind me, I let my thoughts, worries, and doubts cloud my perspective. And it is alongside my youth group, engaging with a foreign culture and with a discernment of God's voice, I find peace with myself and my beliefs. It is where I am encouraged to pursue my calling in a way that includes my interests. It's where I close, for now, a lifelong chapter with a sense of calm and a sprinkle of healthy idealism. It's hard to place the exact encounters that shift my mental state away from negativity, and I think it's because there's this overall detachment you, you can experience in transporting from persistent trivial concerns at home to the great abundant world you find in an unknown place. It's selfless interdependency. It's what I've been taught to seek in this church, and it's what I witness in the purest parts of this country and world. I thank you all for every contribution to this ministry and for a community that made a family of just my father and I here in Sarasota a whole lot bigger. My heart is here, and every step I take in the direction of ministry will be influenced with your love, support, and belief in me as a broken vessel. To my hardest goodbye, I give my biggest gratitude. Thank you.